0: for taylor davis first major league home run show and go with taylor davis we're going to talk omaha we're going to talk uh, a bunch of other stuff we're going to bounce around a little bit taylor have you been watching much the college world series what's going on i've been trying to watch as much as i
1: can that's like that's like bedtime like as far as that's like putting the kids to bedtime um but uh man i'll tell you what get me excited langford one time with that freaking tying home run
0: dude. good lord dude okay so langford and then the skeens show on saturday did you watch any of skeens
1: okay i am i watched the skeens thing he's great he throws 102 then i heard a story about skeens that was on somebody tweeted it i think or a tiktok did you see that I am so down on that.
0: Is it, is it the I outwork you story?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: So I played that on the just baseball show at, at the tail end and I ran it by Peter and he said he liked it. He said he liked that energy. Um, the, if you didn't hear it, the essence of it is in Skeens air force transfer, like very, you know, military regimented in his life, like church every Sunday guy, there's You know, like he passes the makeup test with flying colors. And then I heard this story and it it was like, it was told, I want to say top of the seventh inning of Skeens' start. And it's a great trio in that ESPN booth, Mike Monaco, Kyle Peterson, and Chris Burke. And, And they were kind of talking through it. And Mike said they were talking to Cade Beloso, who is the DH for LSU. And Beloso told them, that skeins pretty much every day will be in the locker room pointing at people and saying, I outwork you. I outwork you. I outwork you.
1: They said and, he goes like teammate to teammate.
0: Yep. And Monaco then followed up and said, well, we asked like, is it funny? Like, is, is it a joke? And apparently beloso's like, no, he does it dead serious. Then there's some silence and Chris Burke says, but it's also kind of funny, and like it only works because like Skeens is is that dude. Like it's not, you know, chirp. I think it is. Like I don't like it at all. That was my no, perception no, of it.
1: That is horrid. That is that is a that. I want him to walk into the twenty seventeen Chicago Cubs clubhouse and walk past John Lester, Jake Arrieta, and John Lackey, and tell him that he outworked them. And see how that works for him. No chance. No way. No way that flies. I'm off it. Now look, I'm all for you working hard and you being open about working hard and trying to get your teammates to work hard. But that is not how you go about it.
0: So Peter viewed it as like a a motivational thing. Like, hey, I'm going to motivate. Like, I'm going to up the standard. I'm like, no, I, I can see where he's coming from in that regard. I can see... You know, like, I guess the military roots of that from Skeens, you know, being like an Air Force trained guy, but I view that as like, I don't know, ego as uber ego. Yes. I tried to put myself in Tommy White's shoes or in Cruz's shoes. Like I've worked my ass off to play at LSU. I've worked my ass off to put myself in a situation where I could be a top five overall pick and take care of my great grandchildren. And I've got somebody walking up to me saying that they work harder than me. Like, dude, respectfully, fuck you.
1: Yeah. If if you wanna if you wanna help your team, like, ask them the question. Like, I would be okay if you walked to every teammate and said, "Hey, did I outwork you today? Did I outwork you today?" I'm down with that because that's a, that's asking for accountability. You're not asking for accountability. You're trying to prove a point. I'm off that man. I'm that that really rubbed me the wrong way. But I'll tell you what, he can freaking
0: throw a baseball. He can throw a baseball. So here, here's the take that I had as well. And tell me that I'm nuts. I, so I think Skeens can get outs in the big leagues right now with 102, with that slider, with that changeup. But like the take that was a little farther fetched was, I want to know the difference between Skeens and Hunter Green at this very moment. Like how does Skeens fare if you drop him in Hunter Green's shoes?
1: I think Skeens is probably – um, i don't want to answer that because i really haven't watched enough of Skeens. it's my tough guess is that my yeah. guess is that Skeens overall stuff is better
0: so it's tough because like you've got the data like you don't know the data on schemes like you do on hunter green and the other thing that i am totally willing to like accept and i totally identify and the only reason that I may not be as firm in, I think, Skeens is better than Hunter Green right now. How I'm not in that camp is Hunter Green has had, what, five years of professional baseball under his belt. Like pitching in the pros is so much different than pitching in college. It is the SEC. It's the highest level of college ball, but it's college ball. Like that's equivalent to somewhere between low A and high A, I think.
1: Well, and just and on top of that, like the schedule is just so much different, right? Like you're playing – you got so many off days in there. You're, you're. I think that plays a big role in it. Not that it makes it harder or easier. I just think it's different.
0: And you're um, always on a charter, and you're in world class facilities. Like you're, yeah, you're, not handling your own shit. Like other people can handle shit for you.
1: Everything, everything's different. Um, I would vote to say that Skeens ends up being a better pitcher than than Hunter Green. That'd be my guess. But um, you know, Hunter Green's kind of impressed me. He's been a better pitcher than I thought he was going to be in the big leagues. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that I think that overall, Skeens is probably a bit better. I just, you know, I, I think it's wild that nobody's talking more about the fact – I know we're talking about it because it's going to happen, but more about the fact that 1-2 in the Major League Baseball draft is going to be LSU guys. That is fascinating.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it's uber fascinating. Before LSU and Wake match up on Monday night, I was looking at the numbers for Cruz. Dylan Cruz in the NCAA tournament, and like so much of the conversation is about skeins because he's been at the center of it. He's thrown, what, 120-plus pitches twice so far, once in Omaha, and he was amazing, and he's punching out 17 guys per nine throughout this year. Like he's already right. at 200 Ks. Cruz is 13 for 24. In the NCAA Dude, tournament.
1: To me, it, like, I hate to say this because I'm not good enough at this yet, I don't think, but he is as can't miss to me of a hitter as we've seen in a long time. I honestly, like, it's a really small move. Um, It's big power. He's done it consistently since high school. He's had the target on his back. He's done it in the biggest, like you said, like, he's done it in the biggest conference um i i just i i think that he's a can't miss to me like i think in in a sense of like you have to take a chance on him if you're like i i don't know you know adley rushman was probably the, the next closest because of his defensive prowess also and adley's um bat to ball skills and 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 zone recognition at such a young age um And I think that some of like Cruz's walk stuff is probably just because he's such a talented hitter, you're going to walk him more. Whereas Adley got walked, but I think Adley's zone recognition is as good as just about anybody's in baseball, like put him up close to Juan Soto. Um, But that being said, I think Dylan Cruz is a special player.
0: So Dylan Cruz in 189 college games, 189 college games so what I know these a, are so cool. a game it and, like
1: every friggin' lsu record
0: he's the best player in lsu history and lsu is one of the greatest programs it's on the mount rushmore LSU. i'd put yes. lsu
1: on Mount rushmore
0: it's probably lsu it's florida state um vandy's quickly approaching they might not even be there yet
1: i think vanderbilt's
0: there vandy's there okay so lsu florida state vandy arizona state
1: so let me give you these two also where does Oklahoma state rank mm-hmm. and where does Stanford
0: rank? So Stanford is up there. I'd say Stanford before Oklahoma state. Okay. So, and
1: then the other one you have to throw in there is Oregon state. Yeah. But Especially let me give state. you, let me give you, and I, gosh, dang it. Now we're on a tangent, but like South Carolina <laughs> went back to back national championships.
0: Yep. South Carolina but, is Hey, North Carolina is in that conversation too.
1: Yeah. I, I think that, So if I'm going North Carolina, South Carolina, I think the back-to-back national championships gives me South Carolina over North Carolina, even though North Carolina probably has been better throughout the tenure. But my argument for Oklahoma State will be they have the best player in the history of college baseball. So I almost feel like you have to be in there if you have the best player of all time.
0: So we're also forgetting USC. We're also forgetting Texas. There are some...
1: We're going to have to have, this is going to have to be our next episode. Yeah,
0: there are some units, man. Um but no, I I just want to but run anyway. you through. Yeah, Cruz in 189 games at LSU. Hitting 380 with a 497 OBP and a 694 slug. So he's OPSing in 189 games 1191. He's got 43 doubles, 57 pumps, 181 driven in. And he's 23 for 28 in the stolen base department. He's walked more than he struck out.
1: Yeah. So he's basically, if he if he's, I mean, over 162, it's, let's just, let's on the low end. Let's just say he hits 350 with 45 and 15 bags. He's the best player in baseball.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, now, he's not going to do that because we see these insanely gaudy college numbers, not necessarily translate, like, Benintendi, I thought, was a surefire thing after what he did at Arkansas. And Benintendi was a subdued version of that in his first couple of years. Um, but Benintendi, I mean, like, he's nowhere close to that, and he's still a $75 million player this past offseason.
1: What about and, – and, like, why are we not talking more about Caglione?
0: Dude, okay. So we we also want to talk the Otani stretch, too. But, like, Caglione is a let's good start, one.
1: Let's start with Caglione.
0: Yeah. So – Jack Caglione is, I think, tied for the national lead in homers. He has thirty-one pumps, and he throws ninety-seven. He was the Sunday guy for Florida. He'll start ninety-nine. Game three.
1: He's hitting ninety-nine. Yeah. How are we not talking about him?
0: They are like everybody is. He's he's won yeah, one next
1: you're, you're, year. You're not even, but you're you're talking more Langford than you are him. You don't hear his name talked
0: about. So I think it's probably because Lankford is going to be the topic of conversation this year. It's hard to talk about like Caleb Williams was not necessarily the topic of conversation this year in college football, because he's not in the young Stroud Richardson Levis conversation because he's a year younger.
1: He won the Heisman.
0: He won the, I mean, Williams did win the Heisman, but like, think about it though. You weren't you weren't conversing about him all the time because it was always people love the draft. People love stacking. Drafting. Let me give
1: you this argument. Let me give you this argument. I don't think you were talking about him because not because of the draft. I don't think you were talking Caleb Williams because they weren't really going to make a push to national championship. The mm-hmm. other three quarterbacks were in the the other three quarterbacks that were finalists were in the uh, playoffs.
0: Um, Young Stroud.
1: The. And and the guy from TCU.
0: Oh, Duggan. Yeah, yeah.
1: And the only reason I know that is because in Caleb Williams' winning speech, he says, I would trade this to be in the playoff. The only, I'm the only guy here that's not in this. Okay. Um, but back to baseball, is Cagley – can he pitch? Yes. Like, is he going to be a two-way guy?
0: So, let me give you his pitching numbers here. Um, so – I think he is cut from the Brendan McKay cloth where McKay was probably a better hitter than he was pitcher.
1: But McKay didn't throw a hundred.
0: Yeah. McKay was like almost a pitch ability guy. So Caglione.
1: And McKay wasn't doing it in the sec.
0: Yeah. Caglione this year, 16 starts. He's got a three, eight in 69 innings. 10 and a half K's per nine, six and a half walks per nine.
1: I don't know it's not good enough.
0: Say, I, I know, which is good. crazy. No, um,
1: not, no, it's not good enough
0: at the dish. You're,
1: you know what? You know, what you are your crochet. You're, you're a reliever. You're, you're Buster Posey to me. Yeah, You're a college vert. You're a pro version of Matt Wieters or Buster Posey. I'm going to put you in the outfield for nine innings, eight innings. And I'm going to bring you in and let you pitch.
0: Yeah, that would make sense. Um, And that's, I know, an idea that a lot of people initially floated about Otani. Like, he's the right fielder, and then he's the closer. But I Well, they floated it
1: just because they thought the Cubs were the favorites. And that was what they were going to have to do.
0: Yeah, in 2018.
1: When they were going to sign him, there was no DH in the National League, so they were going to have to play him in the outfield. And the, the conversation was, when do you play him in the outfield? Do you play him in the outfield every day other than the day before, the day after? Do you take him the day before and the day after? Like, how does that work? Yeah, I remember hearing about it. And, like, that's the – you know, obviously you never had to deal with it. But yeah. also, okay, let's just jump to it, dude. Freaking Shohei. Okay. He's leading baseball in home runs.
0: He's the best hitter in baseball right now.
1: And he's got a 3-3 on the mound.
0: So – He's on a 15-game hitting streak right now, and I want to pull these numbers up just to make sure that I'm not like just plucking random numbers because the exact numbers are fascinating. Shohei Otani, 15-game hitting streak. During this 15-gamer, he's slashing 446, 543, 1071. So that's a 16-14 OPS. In 15 15 games. That's what, three weeks? Yeah, 3 weeks. He's got 16 extra base hits in 15 games, including 9 homers, 20 driven in, 13 walks, 11 Ks.
1: And he's got and he's got a 3-3 three, three with 100 strikeouts in like 80 innings.
0: So the thing that like was was I guess quantified to me or qualified to me because I think it ties in with the Caglione conversation really well is Caglione needs to make it at both the plate and on the hill. Like Caglione needs to be a big leaguer as a DH and as a pitcher.
1: Not a big leaguer. Like the all-star game starter as DH and pitcher.
0: So that's the thing. Like These two-way guys, the reason they give it up so early is, and and just look at Bubba Chandler and the Pirates system, right? Like Bubba Chandler has big league capabilities on the hill. But I think the Pirates kind of deemed his offensive abilities as non-big league caliber. Like they probably won't get to big league caliber. So like, hey, just focus on pitching at this point. McKay, like McKay was a fringe big league arm. He was a fringe big league bat that's probably the closest thing we've gotten to some of these other two way guys that have started. Mason Wynn can become a big league bat is a big league bat down the line, but he was never going to be a big league arm. Is I know he, you cringe.
1: Is he a big league bat? Yeah. What look at the numbers in triple He's
0: a big league. At, he's 21 years old. Great. Man,
1: there, he's 21. It's not like he's 19
0: yeah but
1: solace is 17 in low a <laughs>
0: yeah mason Wynn at this point in triple a is hitting 260 he's got a 710 ops as a 21 year old in triple that tells me that like listen not an all-star but big leaguer at 21 years old like if he can get to an 800 ops in his age 22 season
1: if he can get to an 800 OPS in the big leagues, he can't even get to 750 in the minor leagues.
0: Yeah, he's he's six years younger than the average hitter in AAA.
1: The average hitter's 27.
0: Yes, in AAA.
1: That is absolutely mind boggling. Hold on, the average player or the average hitter? The average hitter. That's actually mind boggling, but that doesn't that doesn't change anything for me. It really doesn't, because yeah. he's been playing. How long has he been playing pro ball? Five years
0: uh no 2021 was his pro debut three years
1: oh wow okay high school kid in 21 it's 23 year in triple a why did you rush him he didn't perform i don't like, know deservedly
0: no there, there was no reason to rush him but like they rushed jordan walker they rushed i mean they have yeah, jordan
1: walker but jordan walker produced
0: yeah and at this point like in his minor league career mason win is a 750 ops
1: you're releasing not exaggerating. The Cardinals are probably going to release a guy this month that has a 750 career minor league OPS.
0: And who? Like Modder?
1: <laughs> Maybe. Taylor Davis Modder, His middle name's Davis. I grew up with Taylor Modder.
0: How about that from West Palm? Yeah.
1: Um, um, no, I career. mean, like just in lower levels, but just in general, like a 750 OPS in the minor leagues is not like. I don't know. I. That, yeah. He throws a hundred. That's why he's special.
0: Yeah. But it wasn't necessarily translating to pitchability on the hill, which is why they scrapped the sure. pitching thing. Right. So it's a point that Arm actually made. You have to make it twice. Like you almost have to debut twice as a hitter and as a pitcher, you have to be major league caliber to be a two way guy in major league baseball. Rick, Not Rick only and did o- Rick. what? Rick Ankiel. Yep, and Keel. But he did it at separate times. Not only did Otani make it in the big leagues as both a hitter and a pitcher, he's the best in baseball as a hitter and a top 10 arm in the game as a pitcher.
1: You could have made an argument that he was the best pitcher in baseball last year. Now you can make an argument that he's the best hitter in baseball. Yeah. That is and, – and talk about a guy that's young. How old is he, 25?
0: No, Otani's like 27, 28.
1: I mean, good Lord.
0: Shohei is 28 years old. Wow, he's going to turn 29 on July 5th.
1: Oh, he's, a, he's a friggin' ancient man. Ancient. Is he going to get 11 years?
0: I don't know. He what can, do you think? He
1: can't give him 11 years, right? I saw something floated about 11 years, 600. No way.
0: No, I threw out... Um, let's see... Yeah, I threw out seven years, four hundred and twenty. So was that
1: fifty a year?
0: Sixty a year.
1: Sixty million a year? I don't think somebody pays him sixty a year. I really don't.
0: How much money is his bat worth annually? Who can
1: afford? Who can afford to pay him sixty a year? That's my question.
0: I have no idea.
1: Because the Dodgers are going to make a push. The Giants are. The good news for him is there's a bunch of big market teams that are going to be able to make a push. The problem is you're you're more valuable than the market allows.
0: That's the thing. So you have to view him at this point as a 30 million dollar bat, right? I there think are so. 30 million dollar bats so. out there. He's,
1: oh, he's he's at least a 30 million dollar bat.
0: Okay, so he, let's let's be on the conservative side and call him a 30 million dollar bat. Okay. A 30 million dollar pitcher too? Is he? Yeah.
1: Give me a give me a comp. Give me can you I'll pull up a comp? Yeah. Go over, like, the last, I don't know, two
0: and a half years. Go since 21. I'm going to go over average salaries here. All right, so a $30 million pitcher in baseball right now is, I mean, sales making 29. Rodon just signed for 27 annually. Would you rather have Rodon or Otani in your rotation? A,
1: hel- a healthy Rodon or a healthy Otani today. Yes. Who, do you ta- who are you taking?
0: I'm personally taking Otani. Why? I think that he's more of a strikeout artist than Rodon is. Um, Limited sample, but he has proven more consistent durability than Rodon. Yeah, I mean he's healthier. He's overall healthier. Like he's been more available.
1: My only so my like devil's advocate to that would be there's a question. I, I think it's at least worth a question at 27 million. Yeah. You're gonna. You're not gonna. I don't think everybody's immediately gonna say Shohei. Give me somebody else.
0: Stroman and Zach Wheeler are making twenty three a year.
1: And Stroman's pitching pretty good.
0: But I'm taking Otani over both of them. Yeah, I mean. Okay, so if you yeah, answer, you're right, you're if right. You say that like I consider him twenty seven. So let's call him twenty seven as a pitcher. Let's walk through some hitters. Price point for Corey Seager is thirty two five. Oh
1: no, that's I was gonna guess thirty five. Like I think I'm content at a thirty five million dollar bat. So, Which puts him at a $62 million valuation.
0: Yes, yeah, $62 million. So 7 so you're getting a 20
1: You're getting a steal at 60.
0: <laughs> so if he signed eight for 400, that's 50 million a year.
1: I don't think so. I think he gets five. I think somebody gives him 500. I think he's the first guy to get five. I think that, and this is why I say that, is that I think he bet on himself the first time he didn't take the money because he knew he could get it later. He's ready to get it.
0: He's going to get it. He's going to sign a 10-year 500. $500 million deal.
1: Yeah. Now, he may end up getting like a $12,500 just to offset some some salary cap stuff, just like yeah. everybody – or the luxury tax stuff, just like all these guys are doing. Yeah. But I think he gets $500. Man,
0: that would be sweet.
1: 10 at 500 but the only issue is like you know they say with like a 7 year pitching deal you're only you're only hoping for 3 good years on the mound so like if you give them a 10 year deal you're hoping for 3 good years and you're going to get 7 average years perfect I guess CC Sabathia is like the greatest long term pitching contract of all time
0: yeah CC signed CC signed what a 9 year deal
1: at deal in New York, like, he was good for that whole thing.
0: CC Sabathia signed a...
1: Seven with two extensions, maybe eight with two options, I mean.
0: Yeah, I see... Let's see. Five for 122, seven for 161, and then five for 122.
1: And he was good for both of them.
0: He was good for both of them.
1: Yeah, he's he's one of the I, he's he's a very underrated arm in our generation.
0: Yeah, I think CC and Johan Santana. I think that peak for Johan was electric.
1: The peak for Johan was electric, but he just didn't have the durability. No, CC didn't have quite the peak, but he had a good peak still. And what he did in Milwaukee that year was psycho.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. All right.
1: So who signed <laughs> Shohei?
0: I would still say the Angels, but the odds are stacked against him. I think think San Francisco or the Cubs. Or the Cubs? Yeah. Why? Uh, Big market. He had interest initially, um, and they have the wiggle room to do so. Steve Cohen? No, they're already – paying more in penalties than other teams have in payroll. It's
1: fair. And not the Dodgers?
0: Not I mean the Dodgers are always going to be in the mix for that. I think if I had to put together a big 3, it would be the Dodgers, the Giants, and the Cubs.
1: I I really feel like he's going to stay on the West Coast.
0: San Francisco. San Francisco yeah. a ton of money.
1: I think I think San Francisco needs Shohei more than Shohei needs San Francisco.
0: Yeah. I like, think considering that they were going to give Judge three hundred and fifty, three hundred and sixty million dollars.
1: Yeah. I I I can't see that. like they have to give if I'm the Giants ownership, I have to try to get Shohei. Have to. Yeah. Now where does Soto go? Soto Soto's kind of back.
0: And it yes, but I think that that crack in the armor has dropped his price point a little bit.
1: Sure. He's not getting 500 anymore. He's still getting 350.
0: Yeah. If Correo is going to get 350, Soto is going to get 350.
1: Yeah. So where does he go at 350? So like I would like him in Chicago.
0: You would like Soto in Chicago?
1: I think it'd be a great piece to build around him and Dansby. That'd be cool. I would. I, I could see him in Chicago him and put him and Mookie in the outfield.
0: I, I mean. could be a Dodger. I, I see Juan Soto as a Dodger more than I see Otani as a Dodger.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I don't see Otani going to L.A.
0: No, going to going to like real yeah,
1: L.A. I always say they're – I know. I always call that L.A. It's Anaheim.
0: Yeah, no, I mean they're in a burb. The An- Los
1: Angeles – well, no, they're the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim.
0: Yeah, I, they might just be the Los Angeles Angels. I think they scrapped the whole Anaheim thing. Really? I don't know. Did they?
1: You tell me. I'll tell you right now.
0: Yeah, they're just the Los Angeles Angels.
1: So where are we at with Oakland? Is that like a done deal? Are they going?
0: Um I I think like the state of Nevada approved it. It was like everybody the
1: the governor, everybody.
0: Yeah, all that's left, I think, is owner approval, and that feels like it's just bound to happen. So, yeah, Oakland's going to Vegas. Otani's Otani or Soto's not going to Vegas. Why not? Like, do they really have that influx? 380 was a hard thing to do. Just because they're moving, I don't think that, that changes the cheap spending habits.
1: I don't either, but I would love to see them go get...
0: Shit. No, I'd be sick. What better
1: city to have the most fascinating baseball player of all time
0: than las Las vegas Vegas. no see i'm terrified of that the last thing i need is shohei otani in vegas
1: i've heard he's like the there's no i don't think that would be a that would be what i don't think there's a. like you mean like you don't want him around the casinos
0: no i'm not worried about him in the casinos like he's not going in there but i think that guy like that guy in Vegas, I think that'd be doing a disservice to baseball. Like, I don't know. I need him in a historic but don't,
1: you, don't you don't you immediately create history putting him there?
0: Yeah, you do. Shit. All right. This is this is something we'll get a little bit more into down the road. Yeah. Joey Votto returns on Monday night. Vado is back in the fold with the hottest team in baseball. Cincinnati has won eight in a row while we talk here. They have this youth infusion that is absolutely exceptional. Uh, and Joey Votto is is rejoining. He had media availability on Monday afternoon and said, I feel like I'm making my MLB debut for the second time. Like this is a totally different situation that he's stepping into. And there's just new life injected onto this Reds roster. I'm with him. He's in the last year of this contract. I don't see Votto as a Red after this year. Like I'm not sure if I see Votto as a big leaguer after this year. It was a really rough rehab to watch. Um, it feels like he's on his last legs, Miguel Cabrera esque, which is a shame because this is a Hall of Fame caliber player. Um, is he a Hall of Famer? I think he's there. I think he's probably the Scott Rowland conversation. It may take, but he's a not couple the defender years.
1: Scott Rowland was.
0: I know, but he gets major brownie points for being in the same spot his entire career. Like narrative means something here.
1: That's I don't fair. think
0: he's as surefire as Yadi Molina. I think he's the step under. It may take a couple years. I don't think he's a first ballot guy, but I think he's a hall of famer.
1: Does he play?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Who are you taking our bats away from?
0: So I, I saw this lineup today. Um, You're taking, also. where has he been? He was in Louisville and then he shut down a rehab and he was hanging out in Louisville and Cincinnati. And then he was back in Louisville. And then he's he's just been chilling. He's just been chilling. Yeah. So here's what they're running out right now. Here's what they're running out tonight. Newman at third. McLean at second.
1: You can stop there. You're going to take playing time away from Newman. That's what you're going to do. Yeah, for
0: sure. But, you know, you look around the infield at, at this point. You've got, you know, McLean at short. De La Cruz slap him at third. Put India at second. Votto at first. Steer's got to play a corner. Christian Encarnacion Strand is playing some corners right now. In Louisville, I'm
1: putting I'm putting Steer at third. I'm putting McLean at second. I'm putting Elliott's at short, and I'm or putting India, India at first.
0: Or India DH. India's DHing tonight with Votto at first.
1: Okay, give me yeah. Give me okay. I'll take that, and then eventually give me Encarnacion Strand in there, and put one of those at first base i'm telling you i'm sticking by my my hot take that in 2028 that we were talking june 2028 the reds have the best infield baseball
0: yeah i mean shit dude i think before that i think june 2026
1: like like i think like mclean steer ellie and and india if you keep him if so Here's my question though. Like if you don't keep India, who's coming, who's in the pipeline.
0: Christian and strand is in the upper levels. He's a corner guy, but they're working on turning him into a corner outfielder. Um, so he can play first base. He can play a fine, now nah, below average third base, but he's got a hose. So I think they're trying him in right because they want that hose to eat much like Henry Davis playing right field. Cam um, Collier is another guy that is, is coming up. Collier is a middle infielder. Noel V. Marte is probably a third baseman. They've got trade ships here. Who do you trade for? Starting pitching?
1: No, I'm saying if you want to get a first baseman, who do you trade for?
0: If you want to get a first baseman?
1: Because if once Joey's gone, that's your hole.
0: No, nah, I think you put CES there. Is he big? How big is he? He's a big guy. Oh. Christian encarnacion Strand. CES is... He's listed at six foot 24. He's a thumper. CES has played 96 minor league games at third. He's played 55 at first. Okay. And in the last week, he's played one in left, one in right.
1: So you're giving him a chance. I'm just wondering if, if – would it be smarter to move some pieces and try and trade for an established guy? You try to – or do you try to go on the market and get somebody?
0: You may go on the market, like I think a Will Myers one-year deal every year kind of makes some sense. It, I know it's it's stinky, but like you're not looking to block anybody. You have a surplus of infielders. No, so you, I'm
1: saying I'm saying like if you're going to go make a move, you're going to go get somebody. You're going to make a like you're going to make a get like if because if if you're going to get a real piece in the infield, that's the only spot. You, that's kind of where I'm getting
0: at, at first base. Yeah, because uh, you've got
1: Stevenson behind the plate. You're not gonna you're not worried about that. You've got the rest of the infield laid out. Um, you can move a, one or two, like you said, of your out, or your extra infielders to the outfield. Yeah. I think you maybe want to get a center fielder at some point if you're over Senzel, and you want to get – and honestly, Friedel's kind of blossomed a little bit. He's showing you he can play every day. But you're going to get a center fielder, you're going to get starting pitching, and you're going to get a first baseman. Yep. So if you're going to do that, who, who do you get? Who's the guy? Because I don't think Pete Alonzo's leaving New York who's in the minor league Like who Who do you even trade for
0: that's tough um like an xavier isaac is very far off uh, a kyle manzardo or an Aranda in tampa bay those guys are kicking ass in triple yeah. but i mean those guys aren't proven so it's tough like who do it you is, really first base want
1: went from first base went from a bunch of big boppers to like it's kind of kind of thinned out
0: it has super thinned out because you think best first baseman in baseball right now you think alonzo you think vladie junior you think matt olson who else goldschmidt goldschmidt um does
1: does, does vladie stay in, in toronto
0: it's a good question um i think if toronto knows what's good for him they they hand vladie and Bo 10 year deals a piece right now
1: are those the only two yeah And then you, so then you're gonna have Vladdy, Bo, and and Springer. That's it. Yep. Right.
0: But they have Varsho for four more years after this.
1: That's true. Yeah, I like that. They've got Kirk
0: for four more years after this.
1: Why can't they win?
0: Pitching, pitching has been like pretty inconsistent.
1: Let me give you a let me give you a low key move that could help both teams. Let's put together this trade right here.
0: Okay.
1: Let's put together a Ryan Mountcastle to Cincinnati trade.
0: Okay.
1: To give, let's give, let's give, let's give Baltimore, like, could you give Baltimore Noel V. Marte and another piece for Ryan Mountcastle?
0: So, no, I don't think so because of the ample control that Mount Castle has, and because there's not necessarily another guy that's playing first base and mashing the way that Mount Castle can for Baltimore. Like, Baltimore's trying to win. Coming. What you've
1: got guys coming,
0: but they're all outfielders, they're outfielders and middle infielders. Kobe Mayo's the third baseman.
1: But he's not going to play third because Gunner's going to play third.
0: Gunner might play short, but then you've got Joey Ortiz. Yeah, I think, gonna Ortiz, yeah, and I think Ortiz
1: is going to play short. I think
0: Gunner. He, third. I
1: think there's a chance they go ahead and extend Mateo.
0: Dude, Mateo's been horrible since May one. Has he? He's been terrible since May one. I haven't checked. Yeah, OPS well under 600 since May one. All
1: right, all right, all right. I'm just thinking, like. If you're okay, if you're Cincinnati, do you take a chance on Bobby Dahlbeck? Uh,
0: my thing is like, is it worth it at that? I would rather have Steer and Encarnacion, Strand, and a couple others, and just kind of figure it out as opposed to Bobby Dahlbeck. Yeah, like they took a flyer on Benson, which I really appreciate, and Benson looks like a good corner outfield piece, but he feels like a bench masher moving forward. Yeah, so. I just I'm not sure where you make the big splash because I don't know. I guess it's hard for me to forecast the hole in the lineup moving forward. I think it might be catcher. Stevenson hasn't looked good at all, so he's bad yeah, he hasn't been good, and they don't really have any catching coming through. um but I, I there's
1: ample catching coming coming through other systems. There's yeah. about to be a there's about to be a, a few log jams there's yeah. a couple. There's a couple places that that have some that have a couple pieces that are all moving together. So, so,
0: my question is: Do you make that move now, or do you make that move in a year?
1: You don't make it now. You're not ready to win.
0: No, I think now you, if
1: you can. Now, here's what I'll say too, though: is like if you can make that move um, for a veteran piece, I think you do that now. Yeah, I would take a flyer on a AAA guy right now. Yeah a double-A guy, nothing lower, but I'd take a flyer on one of those catchers.
0: So my my thing that I was talking about, and I was talking about this with the Marlins situation, like why wouldn't the Marlins take a flyer on a bounce back from Zach Collins? Zach Collins has a 900 OPS in Columbus through 65 games.
1: Because you like what Stallings is doing with the staff.
0: Stallings has a sub-500 OPS.
1: I get it, but he's playing. So obviously you like something.
0: I get think you like that you acquired him via trade two years ago and you're trying to say are you just trying
1: to prove that you're not wrong at this point
0: i think it's a it's a proving that you're not wrong thing because base runners are running wild against him and he's got a 470 ops it's not great no it's it's not even good not exactly what you're hunting no not what you're hunting at all so it's it's a really interesting conversation I would love that if the Reds got a catcher with a bunch of control for part of their middle infield surplus or part of their infield surplus in general Noelvi Marte and a couple filler pieces is, is is Harry Ford close enough? Ford is not close enough the guy that I'm thinking but the Cardinals may be reluctant to move him is Hivana Herrera. Herrera like you sign you're not going move him you're Contreras.
1: not going to move him to the Reds
0: no you you're going to move him out could, of the national League you could move him to Miami. You could move Herrera to Miami. I floated that idea a couple of weeks ago and I really enjoyed that one. Um, but I don't know. You can like clutch that guy and not move him unless it's the perfect situation.
1: Yeah, but kind of no, because you're clearly, there's an issue there that you're showing there's an issue there.
0: Yeah. But is Herrera <laughs> the answer to that? Like Wilson? No, good- I'm saying, good. I'm
1: saying they the Cardinals are showing there's an issue with Herrera.
0: But he's OPSing nine hundred and he's then he's not playing.
1: then he's a then he's a bad dude or he's not catching good. One yeah. of the two. Yeah. In my mind. That's what I see.
0: No, I'm with you. Like there has to be something going on. But on the on the surface level, it doesn't look like there's anything going on. Defensively, offensively, it looks like he's just being blocked. I agree. So and that was the Moreno thing. Although Gabby Moreno did not put together, you know two straight years in triple a like ivan herrera is doing right now so it's fascinating um last thing i want to hit here is uh jorge lopez went on the il you you mentioned this to me i had no idea but jorge lopez is on the 15 day il uh citing what some mental health issues and rocco Baldelli um had some kind words to say about that the the twins manager but i mean you mentioned what i think it's 12 earned and six and a third and
1: It's it's been a tough little stretch for him and um, you know, I know he's got, he's got a lot of stuff. Um, he's got some stuff off the field that he's got to deal with too, man. But, you know, I think everybody does. I think this is just a, a reminder. And the reason I wanted to bring it up is like, you know, just a, another reminder that like, these guys are people first. You know, you talk about, uh, you always hear that, like when people talk about college athletes and there's hey they're, they're student athletes, they're students first. Like people forget these athletes are, are people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're people first. Like, yeah, we go, through, we go through plenty of mental, mental training and there's plenty of um, how do I compete on the mound? But sometimes it gets lost in translation that like, dude, you just got to survive the day just like everybody else. This is a job. Um, it's a fantastic job. Don't get me wrong, but um, there are plenty of CEOs that are making millions of dollars that are not happy, um, that are extremely depressed. So I think it's just another reminder, man. And, and for everybody at home, you know, find people to talk to. You need to talk to somebody, talk to somebody. Um, it's important. You know, I think your mental health is incredibly important and I'm proud to be in a sport where, uh, guys are starting to do this and this is starting to happen. And, and, and guys are speaking out and, and teams aren't, um, reluctant to let guys do it. You know, the Tigers are letting Austin Meadows kind of take his time and, and do whatever he needs. And, um, you're seeing it all around the sport. So just a, just a. I I mean, it sucks. It sucks that it's happening. Um, but uh, you know, all my prayers to him, all my uh, all my good wishes for him.
0: Yeah, this is the game more than any other, where you have to sit with failure for for longer than any other sport. And you know, yeah. basketball, like basketball, you brick the hell out of a shot, like you're back on that side of the floor 24 seconds later. Right. Football, like you miss a tackle, you're going to hit somebody again. Yeah. Like I don't. With baseball. You could have a blow-up appearance out of the bullpen. You may not see the field for three more days, and then well, you have another. if that,
1: and, like, on top of that, and, and, and it's, it's such a misnomer, right? Because, like, all you hear about is how we play so many games and how, oh, we'll get him tomorrow. And in baseball, you get to play every day. And, you know, for a pitcher, that's not always true, especially a reliever that's giving up runs. And, stay with it. yeah. And, and, you know, th- there's so much. The other thing is, like, those 12 runs that he gave up in six and a third, that's going to ruin his month. Yep. That's three appearances, four appearances. That's going to ruin six weeks.
0: That'll bump his ERA for the year.
1: That's what I mean. People, you know, you got to take that into account. Like, you have a bad week as a hitter? You have a bad two weeks as a hitter? So so be it.
0: There was a point last year that Trout went through a two-week stretch where I think he was like, I don't know. He might have gone on like an 0 for 20 stretch or something last year. And Trout still OPS 1,000. He still had, what, like 30 homers in 120 games, 40 homers in 120 games or something. Like, right. it didn't take away from his year. I just don't think, like, I don't know. It, it's so hard for me to put myself in the shoes of, like, that guy because, you know, yeah, like, I'm on a hot mic and and I could, you know, fuck up. And my thought is you know, like, okay, whatever. It's a public error, but it's so much more amplified with guys that are actually on the field doing it. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I'm when sure- You're, effect- you're
1: affecting those guys too. Yeah. That's the thing, you know, it it is a individual game played as a team and that's when it's played as a team, right? Like everybody's got to be shooting for the same goal. And if you're affecting my goal, I'm going to think something of it, whether you mean to or not. Um, And so you, you know that you're affecting- 35 other guys in that clubhouse and it's not easy it's not easy to do that
0: no no hey and like dude i i totally understand how that can sit with him and i mean what a what a crappy situation yeah you're right like obviously hope that you know time and uh and talking to the right people will will help him get back on track because this guy's super freaking talented like there's a reason yeah, late, a late
1: breakout really cool really good guy too
0: seems Great like guy seems like so
1: so you know it's uh yeah i just hope nothing but the best for him
0: yeah so taylor davis appreciate you and uh we'll talk a little bit later this week yeah sick love it see you guys